Persistence, patience, and determination will help you accomplish any goal you set in front of you. Coming up next, you'll hear a very motivating story from a professional who has gone well outside her comfort zone to excel beyond her wildest expectations in areas that she was never even classically trained. On this Thoughtful Thursday, I believe you'll be inspired by her story. I certainly was. Hello, Dr. Babe checking in. (laughs) Dr. Babe is checking in. I have the absolute pleasure of being on the phone and taking a virtual trip tonight to the Cayman Islands. That's amazing. And it's gorgeous today. I bet. What's the temperature down there? It was had a nice, we call it the Christmas breeze. And uh, I went and I saw the sunset on the beach so that I could skip the traffic. <laughs> and I'm, it's about 70. So it's absolutely, absolutely terrific. You have, have you always now, before, before we get started, Dr. B, you are a love, sex and relationship doctor. You have your PhD, you're an LMFT and an LMHC. And your real name is Dr. Taylor Burroughs, a.k.a. Dr. B. It's that's right <laughs> for you. Uh, you are uh, a very attractive young lady and you are not only involved in the doctoring type uh, program, you are involved as a, uh, a celebrity down in the Caymans, aren't you? Yes. I mean, I've always kind of been in the limelight, but, you know, celebrity status is a lot on a different uh, down here. <laughs> well, it's still terrific to be known and be on TV. And you still have a regular TV on Cayman Life TV? Yes. Um, it's a, it's been a, a season per year. So I had my first season last year and the second season will be airing in January. So that will take us to March. And so it's looking promising right now with some corporate sponsorship. So I have two seasons. Oh, that's absolutely terrific. Now, how did you fit that into your professional career, having this other side profession? Have you all, which, which one came first? Actually, the first was the acting. Um, the reason why I left the Cayman Islands was to, I got an agent and a manager and I moved to Miami um, and did the modeling and acting thing for a few years. But I mean, academically, I was very strong from, you know, when, you know, just grade school. But um, so we moved because of schooling, but I got straight into it. I was always on the stage here and I love to dance and everything. So any which way I could perform, I was always doing that. But then I kind of gave it up in Miami after my mother was struggling, um, trying to make ends meet and then having to leave work and carry me around to all the castings for a couple of years. And she almost lost her job. So I just decided, you know what, mom, it's not worth it. Let me just do the school thing and the sports thing. And and it's OK. Um, and, and I guess it worked out because now I can have my cake and eat it too I can you know I, I got through the hard part of the the PhD which was a very long journey for lots of different reasons but now you know I have that professional foundation and to be able to integrate that with my other passions is really a blessing it is terrific. It really is. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's interesting because of the professions uh, we have you know Dr. Uh, 
Dan here as a chiropractor and he, uh, you know, does his thing and, and has side interests as well. Uh, and in terms of mm -hmm. being able to be in the limelight and have a uh, audio presence, I think it's tremendous because in your specific type of profession, uh, people don't always understand exactly what it's like to go to a doctor that engages in that area of expertise. So I, I would think, is it, is it a, a challenge to explain what it is that you do to your patients or for your patients, I guess? It's definitely still a taboo mm -hmm. down here, uh, more so than in the States, I would assume. Um, but yeah, so I have a, a smaller caseload um, versus my colleagues. They tend to have a, a full weight, uh, caseload with a long wait list because they deal with more the children's psychology part. So that's a lot easier for people to understand. Like if you have a medical reason for going to psych psych a psychologist or whatever, um, I don't consider myself a psychologist, but I'm grouped kind of under that as well. Um, technically, I'm licensed in the Cayman Islands as a psychologist, which I, I have my issues with. But the law is the law. We, we're limited in our um, legislation right now. So, yeah, they will more readily bring their children to therapy if they need you know, help with their um, development or they've got autism. We have a high um, incidence of autism here. So it is a, a lot of education and, ad, you know, just awareness uh, building for the public to understand, like, what counseling is used for and how it, it, it's, it's different from psychology. Because, because I had the other day a, a, a client that came for the first time was like, you know, I just wanted to check it out because it was free to her. And she said, but I was reading that thing in the front and it said something about mental health and I'm not mental <laughs> and so the majority of the session was really just trying to engage her in understanding and deconstructing her myths and assumptions about what that means so there's a lot of that so I can see that the public broadcasting side for you would be extraordinarily valuable because you could you could engage a, a, a patient for example like that as long as you you know clear all the HIPAA regulations but use mm -hmm. an interview situation where you're actually having a a real true style patient interaction where you actually explain it to them have you ever done anything like that not yet i don't you have to go in baby yeah. steps here for sure so it's warming up the audience yeah. slowly but I, <laughs> I think even if you had quote an actor or actress uh play the part of the patient so it would so it'd be mm -hmm. a representation of that true uh, example, I think it will be ideal because then people could listen and you could have that. Uh, you know, I love to use social audio to be able to educate. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's tremendous. And I know you like to educate as well. You have your YouTube channel and you have the TV channel, of course. So you're getting the word out <clears throat> and having the ability to do that now is, is terrific. So I see that for not only your profession, but a number of professions where people want to understand what it is actually people do. Uh, not only that, but to have testimonials of actual results uh, because people don't always know, hey, you know, what happens uh, in, in, a, in a session and right. at, at how long does it take and what, what type of results can I expect and, and how, 
what's the outcome. So all those things are tremendous. And I, I see that as just another avenue of this. But now you also, I mean, the primary reason I wanted to speak to you tonight was because you're doing some very creative things with editing of your audio now. And you, you, you found mm -hmm. uh, a great uh, success with being able to take your audio that you had in a uh, record with friends and you were able to edit that offline. And I think people would gain a lot of value from that because you did. And you found, uh, you know, a great learning experience doing it and people would find uh, value in that. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you actually did, what type of software you used. And um, perhaps uh, if you're willing to do that, is that something you want to sure. talk about? Yes, right, definitely. <laughs> I think it's a, a learning curve for sure. And, and, and you have to be self-motivated <laughs> to kind of uh, get into this uh, activity. And I think it's great to have people like yourself and Miss Eileen and Dr. Dan and everybody else that's kind of technically minded. But it's really the, the three of you. What did I call you last night? I was like the, the tripod. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you called Dr. Dan the third leg. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, that's yeah. funny. Random yeah. thoughts. So, um, yeah, no, with your help. I mean, I just ask the questions that I have as I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Because um, I guess I had the goal in mind first. I don't, that created the clarity for me. So I've been meaning to, to start a podcast at least for six months. I've been consuming podcasts since about the beginning of the summer. Um, so it's relatively new to me, So, but mostly on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, um, based, fr uh, based from some people that I follow on Twitter mostly. So I got really into their podcasts and we did a I recorded with them on some of their podcasts. And I knew it was kind of the next, the next thing to do, and it's very cost-effective versus the television. Um, but I really like the visual uh, content of the, the the video as well. I think that's really important. So I know that there's a way to sort of manage the the costs involved, whether it's YouTube channel or you know doing it on a selfie stick or whatever kind of vlogging but I really like the production element of the video but I, I really wanted to get into the podcasting because that works for me too because I journal a lot I, I've journaled you know every day for since I was as the earliest I could start writing probably and uh, it reminds me of that just me sort of stream of consciousness sharing my ideas and it really helps me process things and I find that a lot of times people, yeah, it's a value to other people. And when you connect with other people and you feel like it, it helps them, it's kind of like the therapy that I do in counseling room. So, yeah, I wanted to do that. And coming on to Anchor, you know, you just sort of get thrown in the, to the wolves and you don't really know what to do. It's, it's kind of user-friendly, but at the same time, the technical aspect can be complex if you are trying to, to, to do those sorts of things. Um, so it is so important to have mentors like all of you and your, yourself in particular through that because I'm definitely not <laughs> computer. I don't know. I, I guess I'm pretty decent at, at figuring this stuff out, but I'm not like a, I only just now have a website like that just happened two weeks ago. So I've been very adverse to, I don't know, trying to get all that done myself, but 
it's all kind of come together for me. So I think it's, it's, I don't know if you, if you heard the podcast about am I an entrepreneur that I did with my friend, but he's a business coach and he, we processed what that means and how, you know, if you're cut out for it or whatever. So I have really struggled with, <laughs> uh, I'm getting to your point. I know, I, promise. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, re I've really struggled with, um, whether I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So it's been a journey for me. And it was probably about in August where I had a confrontation with my boss, which we tend to do quarterly. Um, we love each other as people, but we just have totally different visions. And the way that we approach therapy is very different. Like it's her company, but I helped her build it. It was just her and I for a long time. Her partner left and abandoned her and I helped her rebuild the company. So it's really been my baby. I've done everything. I've done accounting. I've done QuickBooks. I've done this and that and marketing for her the whole time. So it's, it's, it's to me, the power struggle between us is unnecessary, but sh she really uh, values having that top down approach. If you follow me. Sure. So, so it's just in August, she confronted me based on my brand of Dr. Babe and what I've been building for a while now. And I left feeling so, it was not just rejection, but it was this feeling of um, restriction and restraint and just someone trying to beat you down and beat out your passion from you, you know? And I realized that this was a toxic energy for me. And if I'm going to succeed, I cannot stay in this cloud of rejection or denial, whatever you want to call it. And, and so I actually went up full speed after that. And I started blasting Dr. Babe everywhere after we had that argument. Cause she was like, are you sure you want to do this Dr. Babe thing? I don't think it's good for your career kind of thing. <laughs> and it had the opposite effect. It made me go full on. Right. I would and think so, it would be ideal that, for you. It's 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 a perfect <laughs> it's a perfect brand. It really is. Well, and thank I, I you. see her as being uh, rejected by that because you had this great idea and she had been around for a while. And uh, now here I'm playing therapist. But let let go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. Um, so basically, that propelled me, and and then when I I, I had the show to film. I had an argument kind of, but not a bad argument, but a discussion with the producer, um, the one that films the show, because I didn't really understand how TV production works and TV sales work. And so eventually she, after like struggling with trying to get stuff done, she kind of said, Taylor, do you not understand that this is not my job to do? Um, that all of this is your responsibility. I'm like, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, I've never done this before. And I actually cried and I was like, I can't do this by myself. And she's like, well, that's the only way it's going to happen because I have a business. You've got to pay me to put it on, you know, to film it and put it on the, sh on the TV channel. But you're the executive producer. You got to do everything else. And so I had a moment of failure feeling, you know, just like, oh, this is not what I wanted to hear. I can't do this. And I was like, and for a split second, give up. And then I was like, hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. So it was kind of like a sink or swim moment. And that's when with those two things coupled together within probably about a month apart from each other, I somehow pulled it off. And I did this whole TV, like the whole season of the show from I started 
like pre-production way into the summer when I casted the show and I had everybody in WhatsApp chats talking about the topics, getting to know each other. And then I, I got the first sponsors and I, you know, got the, the schedule organized and the concept and the, 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 the um, what do you call it? Photo shoot session beforehand. And I told them my ideas of how to set up the shots and the structure of the show, like everything I did by myself. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I can do this. Like, like I made it happen somehow. I, 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 I just don't understand. And so then when I was like, okay, I found out about anchor through a girl that posted a podcast on wellness or something. And so I just went into anchor and just, I had that mentality of, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do a podcast and it's got this feature and there's this person who knows that. And so just asking those questions and just based on what my end goal was helped me just, there was no other option like then to go forward and to make it work. Success is, is just a matter of doing more of what you have to do in order to, you know, just swim yeah. <laughs> you know there's no there's no alternative it's just go you got to exactly. do it you were thrown into the pool so, and you started to learn how to swim that's exactly what you did and, yeah. and people can learn a great lesson from what you did because you were motivated you had no option but to move forward you didn't you couldn't turn back <clears throat> you had too much to lose by not going forward and the only thing that could have held you back was fear so you overcame that, and that's terrific. And now, look how much better you feel about the accomplishments you have. Yeah. So much better. And, you know, there's always a way to be better and to grow. But at the same time, I'm not a perfectionist. I mean, I might be somewhere in my core, but I've overcome well, that. Because perfection and... could be your worst enemy, uh, especially, especially in this, in this <laughs> exactly. environment. Exactly. You, you don't want it. It's not, ne it's not necessary. No. Yeah. And, and it makes you procrastinate for way too long. And then, and then the moment passes and then, you know, you, then you're a real failure. So I think I, you know, I put out the first podcast because it was a momentum thing. I believe in the momentum. You have to kind of go with your intuition and follow the energy and don't fight it and try to, you know, adjust where you can, but at the same time, bring that, that clarity and that in, that assertive intention to the forefront of your mind and your your actions. So, you know, I, the first what was it? It was a person on Twitter. I put it out there. What do you, what would you like to hear from me? From not from the anchor uh, family, but from my Twitter peers that I've been speaking to for so long about a lot of topics that um, we overlap on, and so this one gentleman had, had asked me um, to talk about uh, what do men need to know about women? What do they really need to know about women? And then the other question I actually haven't answered yet, come to think of it. He said, what, what would I, what are the techniques that I use in marriage, marriage therapy uh, the most and why, or something like that. So I just wanted to respond to it rather than leave that question out there. So I just did it, you know, as a basic sort of, um, you know, anchor recording segments with the the background music and the interludes. And it was really rough because obviously my sound wasn't very good. I was probably in my bedroom with the squeaky fan or whatever. Um, but I still, I still uploaded it um, to iTunes. 
And then I did a, a follow up to that um, with my first episode with a guest for an interview with friends. And with that one, I was trying to incorporate like a little bit of my theme song from the TV show. So to have my own personal music. And I wasn't quite clear on how to do that yet. So I had asked a few people what they did and they said they played music, but it, did, it just didn't sound right. And I knew my speakers uh, on my laptop were, were poor. So I wasn't sure what the fix was at the time. So I just went with that also. And then I tried to turn down the music <laughs> myself. But then when I turned it up, it wasn't like at the same point. So it still sounded off. But it was getting there, you know, it was the idea, like I had the idea in mind with the structure in mind. It's good to have, I think, that sort of general structure in mind to help frame the organic process of what it of ends course. up being. Right? You need the blueprint, right? <laughs> need the blueprint yes. to do the building. So. Right. And I've learned that, though. That's a skill that I've built. So it's not something that I. it's my natural mm -hmm. tendency so i've had to rein myself in, or rein myself in um a bit and really get that clarity and and discipline it really is about discipline it is and organization so that's been a more recent skill development <laughs> um and then i don't know what clicked it was between talking to you and miss eileen and yeah, I think it was that I, I just realized one moment, I realized, I knew about the clipper, but I'm not very often using my laptop. Um, but then I knew that my theme song was actually saved on mm -hmm. my laptop. So, so then I was thinking, okay, let me explore the software stuff. And what happened was I had used the, no one had ever mentioned the software to me before, but I had used it for my dissertation, for my uh, transcription. It was the NCH software. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that stands for, but um, that's what, why I had it on my laptop. And when I, when I opened it, it, they had like an ad for some kind of mixer. <laughs> and it was free. And so I was like, oh, great, let me try that. And when I, when I downloaded it, it, it actually it worked really well. I tested it out and I'm like, oh, I get it like this. I, I could work with it because it seems familiar. It was pretty user friendly. And then I just played with it for a little bit. But um, I had the general structure of the podcast down and I was able to kind of to kind of roll with it. Hey, it just all came together. You have those aha moments. Oh, that's great. So you use software that you were already familiar with. You had used it to create your dissertation, right? And mm -hmm. you yes. imported your audio from your existing videos that you've done. Yeah, I have the raw file. We had paid for, um, it was some site that they had access to that they use often. Um, and they have paid for the use of the song. So we have it on, on my TV show. Nice. And so I have the, the raw file. And um, I really just wanted to have, you know, the louder music in the beginning turn it down, have it on a loop. So I looped the music for about 40, 46 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wanted to raise it up at the end. And it was funny. I remember one day I downloaded some other software that I, it never made sense to me a couple of weeks ago. And I sat an entire Sunday from like nine o'clock in the morning until probably nine or 10 o'clock at night. And I didn't get anything accomplished other than ruling out <laughs> that software and the fact that me wanted to do 
Do you remember what so, that was? Gosh. Um, was it Audacity? Mm, it wasn't Audacity, but I, I, I did download that recently, yeah. Hmm. That's what um, I use. Audacity is a free product, and it's very, very flexible. So the way I approach that particular goal is I have my music that I get from Andre Louis. Mm-hmm. And Andre Louis is a musician in England, and he produces all types of tracks, background tracks, lead-ins, exits, all types of things. Nice. So I get that software. And I actually interviewed Andre. You can actually hear his interview with me. Man, it's back around September time, I believe it was. And uh, he's a great guy. And so what I do is I take the music, I do the lead in, you hear my Tuesday Tech Talk tip, and that's the one I do on the flash briefing for Alexa. And what I wind up doing, I'm not supposed to mention her name because when people hear that word, it activates their echoes in their house. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. So what happens is I lead the music in and then I start the uh, vocal. And I don't normally use a background track. I used to, but then I found it was distracting and it was distracting to many people. So I found it was best just to do the lead in, go quiet while I was doing the, you know, the actual uh, presentation. And then I'd exit with the music at the end. So you can actually do that very easily in separate tracks with audacity. Yeah. Move the tracks around. It makes it very, very simple to do. If you want to do music in the background, it has the capability of doing what's called auto ducking. So you can mm-hmm. just select where you want that music to fit and it ducks it behind the volume of your presentation. So it works very nicely too. I'm not familiar with NCH software. I've never heard of it. Don't know anything about the mixer, but you know what I say? It doesn't matter if the tool works for you and you understand it and you can accomplish things efficiently with it. That's the tool you use. Just mm-hmm. like you asked me about the video. If you want to do video editing and you have a tool that works, the price that they're asking is extraordinarily reasonable to activate yeah. the pro version. So when you can, you know, enable yourself to afford that, that would be ideal for you to, to invest in because there's nothing that's going to be less expensive that will likely do what you want to do. Anything right. else will be much more expensive or, you know, subpar and not, not expensive at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, True. You know the, free yeah. st- the free stuff doesn't always work and it, it creates problems. So it's better to spend a little money and get what you actually need. So that's great stuff. So yeah. great mm-hmm. lessons for people to hear. Uh, the fact that you were persistent, you had a goal, you had an interest and a motivation behind you and you went for it. A lot of people stop at that point. They have the interest, they have the goal, but it's the fear factor and the fact that, oh, no, I have to do that horrible four-letter word, and that's called work. Yes, exactly. I've got to do the work, and people don't want to do the work. But it, it's, it's amazing when you put your mind to the goal and you put your mind and energy into figuring something out. didn't take you a long time to do it, did it? No, I think it was like two weeks, three weeks, maybe yeah. tops. Yeah, and and that got you through creating a website and doing your, uh, you know, design in a whole nine yards and doing the, the audio on Anchor. I mean, you you put together an awful lot in a brief period of time, and you've only been All my sponsorship stuff too. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, a lot of work <laughs> that has nothing to do with tech. You know, you've been doing, yeah. and you're doing it all yourself too. So, a quite inspiring story. 
And Aww, to name all you. that, you know, and, and the fact that you're, uh, have your career as well, you know, that all this other <laughs> stuff isn't making any money right now, you know, it, exactly. it, it's the side <laughs> that you have to, you know, put the shingle out and do everything else to promote your actual uh, livelihood. So that's critically important too. But you've always been a native of the Cayman Islands before you came to Miami. Is that? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dual citizen. So my mother's American, my father's Jamaican, and he came over to the Cayman Islands when, I don't know, he was much older. He's He would be 104 if he were alive. Um, and he, basically, Cayman used to be a colony of Jamaica, and Jamaica was a colony of England, but then it went independent, and Cayman stayed under the crown. How about? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, it's it's a great place to be for sure. And did you go to school there? Uh, I I left for high school, so I I was in the states for eighteen years, which is why I have an American accent. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. How about that? So you went through your high school. You went through your. You got your PhD in the states as well. I did. I did my undergrad. I was a triple major at Tulane, so I did psychology, philosophy, and sociology at Tulane. And wow. then I went over to Loyola in New Orleans and did my master's in counseling. And then I did my PhD in Barry University in Miami in marriage Terrific. and family. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, I'm very familiar with Florida. I have a lot of friends in Florida. I had a place in Boca Raton for a little bit. And my company is actually incorporated in Florida. So oh, there you uh, go. I have an, I have an affinity for Florida, uh, especially this time of year when it's 20 degrees. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a nice place to be. I've never been to the Caymans, but that might be a goal of mine one day. So that's terrific. Definitely. Yes, fantastic. So that's terrific. I do appreciate your time. Did you have any other things that you wanted to mention to folks before we uh, ended the call? Well, I, one thing I, you were summarizing kind of my points or the message that I was trying to not intentionally plan to say, but what I did share. And, and I think also what's important, other than the perseverance and, and, and all of that, having a goal, but I think it's just being open and just having the like every connection that you make. Um, learning from people, valuing what they have to share with you, because it's not about taking from people because you have to, to, to give yourself authentically as well. But I think it's just so important to, to know and trust your intuition when you're, you're in a safe place or you're connecting with, with healthy people that um, you don't want to shut yourself off or think that you know everything. Like, it's so important to just have that, that, and I know you posted about synergy. Like, I love that word. Like, just to, to have that openness to the synergy. I think it's so important. Oh, yeah. I, I feel that social media is all about collaboration and collaborative mm -hmm. efforts. And people who want to do it all themselves or come across as their, you know, important <laughs> it, it, it's not about that it's about the relationship and as you said being open and allowing people to share what their gifts are because everyone in my opinion has uh, a tremendous gift to share and even if you're in similar lines of work there are things that you can learn from each other and expertise that you can grow from and people you know it, it doesn't matter that, what a person's background is or education or, you know, location, they always have something that's incredibly 
important for them to be here for. And that's why I say it's so important to touch someone because mm-hmm. there, there's a purpose behind everyone's uh, existence. And we're here for a mission. We don't always know what that mission is, but it comes to fruition over time. So it's uh, it's an incredible life that we have here and mm-hmm. people need to understand that it. it's a positive thing, you know, to waste your time and, and any type of negative activity is, is just that, you know, there's too much that we can give each other and that's, what's tremendous about it. So that's my philosophy. And uh, Mm -hmm. I know you share in that. So it's terrific. That's what this community is all about. Anchor has been a a real true gift. I've been here since almost the beginning and uh, we're starting our third year of uh, the anchor company itself. Wow. Company actually was in existence way before they actually went live. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of uh, the actual real, true uh, capacity of the company, it, we're only in the very beginning. There's so much more happening and the company is just beginning. So people that are in on board here, forming their relationships, developing their understanding of not just the relationships but in uh, the technology, but the fact that this is much bigger than a app. Yes. That's what people need to understand. There's there are a lot of lessons to be shared and, and learned here. So I that's why I love love it and spend so much time here. You know, mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, I see incredible value in this uh, community. So thank you so much, Taylor. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you and, as well. And uh, look forward to listening to more of your great stuff and uh, keep building relationships. You're doing a great job. And if there's anything more I can help you do anytime, you know, you can just hit me up. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Avi. Have a great night. Stay you well. too. You too. Right, bye bye.